0: So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jog on the Tine, a new podcast from uh, the Chronicle that is all about running, um, and it's not just a, a sport these days; it's a pastime as well. So, I'm Mark Douglas, the football editor at the Newcastle Chronicle, but also uh, a keen amateur runner and not very good runner at that. And I'm joined by Andrew Musgrove, who's also a Newcastle United writer and is also a an amateur runner, but. Andrew probably has the slight um, edge on me at the moment because he ran the
1: Manchester half marathon in a very good time the other week. I did one fifty-one, possible the hottest day I think I've ever done a half marathon in. Not too bad. So uh, the idea of this podcast is
0: to talk about running for amateurs, for basically everything for the for elites in the northeast, but also for the amateurs. We're going to look at everything to do with running, but. Um, if you're either running the Blaine Race this weekend, or you're, you're I think there'd be a fair few people looking at the Great North Run, which is now less than 100 days away. So the idea of this podcast is to kind of launch into that as well. But we're both amateur runners. And uh, Andrew, tell us a little bit about how you got. How you got started with running, because it's, it's,
1: it's a weird one, isn't it? It just gets under your, under your skin. It was kind of just an idea to do something for charity, and then seeing the Great North Run when you're growing up in Newcastle, it is one of those things, and you've got Newcastle United, you've got the football every week, but the Great North Run is that, another one where you you know you fly the flag really proudly yeah. for being a Jordanian, just got involved, loved it the first year, and I think I've done the last seven. The last seven? So thing. I'll keep going, uh, hopefully as long as... Uh, um, as a along as my knees carriers, you know yeah. that's that's the idea. It's it's a great. Under thirty and talking know,
0: about knees. My and knees, knees I got, you know, I've
1: got bad knees already. You know, they're really aching. My knees are going to be awful when I'm older. that. But uh, yeah, just great enough fun. It's just that atmosphere, isn't it? And, yeah. You know, you've got six or seven, like, the lines are six or seven people deep and sweets out Yeah, of it's people amazing. Shout it's 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 kind of addictive, you know. So you talk about an hour and
0: fifty-one minutes for a half marathon, which I think. You know, a lot of people would say is you know you're getting into pretty good running territory there. But when you started, this is I think something that I want to try and get across to people who, who are listening to this who maybe just starting out. Um, it, no, nobody
1: starts at that level. It's no, right. to say. I mean that's my best time I've been doing. this I say about seven years. I think when I started out, it was just about having fun raising the money for the for the charity. I think I ran my second great enough running in a Batman costume, so right. you can see I'm not really taking it all that seriously at that point. But then it's just the past kind of. Couple of years where you think, you know, actually it's it's quite therapeutic in a the way for the mind. Yeah, know. it's brilliant. You had a bad day at work, you can go out. Not that we have bad days here, of course. Just going to say. Of course, uh, but you go out and you clear your head, and it's you know, and it beats the gym, in my opinion. I think, I, think totally. I went, went to the gym, uh, joined the gym, went for a week on the treadmill, and just thought, I can't can't hack this. Mm. So back out on the pavement, and it's what it is. It's just yeah, it's just all in all, I think it's just a, a great. Health benefits? It's a bit intimidating
0: starting a podcast about running actually because we, we, we were kind of talking, we've been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we were kind of thinking, where do you pitch it? Do you pitch it at people who just started out? Do you pitch it at the Northeast running community, which is absolutely fantastic? And now there's 21 park runs, I think, in the Northeast. Um, there's countless clubs, there's loads of people going out and running, and it's a little bit intimidating to think where to start. When we did the Newcastle United podcast, it's obvious what you're talking about. So I think one of the things that we kind of really want with this podcast is to get people who are listening to it, people who are part of the running community, to contact us with their stories. To if, there's, if they've got a good story or if they've got uh, you know something that they want to they want to push, we've got our ideas. I think this week we're going to make it about a little bit about the Bladen race. We've invited Bill McGurk, who's a, you know the Chronicles kind of legendary athletics writer, to come in and talk to us about Bladen and about um, the Northeast running scene as well. To kind of kick it off got loads of people lined up to to do it as well but it is one of these things where we can talk about injuries we can talk about anything so we really want to know if there's a you know we know there's a massive running community out there um and but we just want to kind of we just want to talk about it we want to kind of get all the stories out that we can do and stuff as well but it it feels a little bit like at the moment we're like right running in the northeast okay we could probably do about 200 hours of, of of
1: podcasting
0: um already but that's the kind of the idea, I think that's what we we're, were sort of pitching at.
1: Definitely. I think there's such a, a wide range of things we can cover. Like you said, injuries, but, for instance, a newborn child, how oh, that affects your running so, uh, plan. So, yeah, so,
0: I, I, um, so for people who kind of don't know too much about, about what uh, what we're about, we I think what, what I can bring at the moment is that last year, two years ago, I had the best year of running in my life. I, was, I got... Um, uh, under 20 minutes for 5k, I was pushing, and I got under 40 minutes for a 10k, which was um, which was like one of the life goals. And I was nicely plodded along, I had really, you know, I had a bit of an injury focus last year, but then um, eight weeks ago, my wife gave birth to our first son Daniel, and uh, since then, running has been, uh, let's put it this way, it's not been quite as structured as it was before, basically getting out whenever you can, is uh, becomes a bit of a, a bit of a chore. But on Sunday, the last run that I, Saturday, so the last run that I did, um, I had about four hours sleep, three or four hours sleep. I thought, I've got to get out and run, because I'm running most this weekend, I've got to get out and run. But I had that horrible tiredness thing that new parents probably know, where they had this horrible feeling of tiredness when I went out. I got about three miles in, and I had to stop, and I literally could have slept on the side. And um, I thought to myself, Wow, this could really hurt on
1: Saturday. The blade most. So are you really like, good. are you like on the internet looking for tips of how to keep you running going? Because obviously you've got to juggle the work and then the, the child. And yeah. I mean, are you looking? I mean, are you just kind of taking it as it comes? Or are you just going to see, just literally kind of pushing through it? Or have you I heard? think
0: it's a weird because I've got half marathon coming up in July, the coastal run as well, and I'm really hoping to get to do that. But I don't want to take it lightly and run. So I think at the moment, like my plans, I keep keep writing down this week I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. But then he has a bad night and you suddenly think, oh, I can't, I can't move. So it's really difficult as a new parent. So if anybody out there has any any advice on how you're how you're meant to manage your training, training for anything, I mean, I wanted to do the London Marathon this year, but as soon as I found out my wife was pregnant, it, it just kind of torpedoed that one completely. I really wanted to do it, but, um, you know, it's more important things like but think that was for me so like I'm in a kind of weird situation you're probably in the exact opposite mm-hmm. run of feeling like you, you're better than you've ever been really probably running wise well, yeah, you
1: think? think is that fair to say? 151 was a it was a, it was a PB yeah so that's just that's. I think the last three or four months I've really got into it and I think it's I think best shape I've ever been in that's set by the times the park ones are a huge help yeah is that that's what you're doing that it. then that, that's what you're doing at the yeah, moment yeah do the do the Saltwell Park uh, Mainly because my sister lives opposite, so I can go and get a bacon sandwich afterwards. Yeah. But I uh, do yeah, Southwell Park is a is a really good route and just nice, I think that competitiveness you have with other runners, you know, mm. you, you know, you, you can you kinda of maybe spot someone ahead of you and you think, right, that's the one I'm gonna I'm gonna get yeah. on the last the home run. Um yeah, I mean I got my PB last week it was 22-22 I set up far two early on the final final mm. final sprint. Should be in a twenty two minutes, and I got the Got towards the finishing line. I could hear this guy coming come behind us. I was just, basically I was dry even because I'd drawn to yeah. too quickly. And we get across the finish line. He got a few yards on us now. And he turns around and he goes, you've gone to, you uh, went to early sun and nods at us. And I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yes, I think
0: I know. So, this, is, this, is the bit, this is one of the things I think that, that anybody listening to this probably understand is that you, everybody's got a story of the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. And uh, that's kind of what keeps you on your toes a little bit of that feeling of like, actually, you, the days when it goes well, there is no better feeling yeah. than going out and running. You know, there's no better feeling than running when, you've got, when you're fit and you go out and run it, but you're always chasing that because never, it, never, it never sort of comes. It never comes. I mean, that feeling of being really in tip-top shape going out and running and starting to run and um and it's just there's no better feeling than going out and running, say, a long run on a Sunday and it feels like you're just, you just you you're almost gliding mm. so good. And that is the kind of feeling that I kind of want to get back to at some point. But I'm miles and miles away from that at the moment. i d I'm gonna I said it, it was I think I was going out trying to do nine miles and I got four, four miles in, three miles in, I think it was. And I was just so tired. I just couldn't, and it wasn't like a fatigue. It was just tired, tired, tired. And I could have slept on the side of the road. So, yeah, I'm probably. I'm starting this podcast at the worst possible time in my entire running life. So, hopefully, in a few months' time, I'll be, uh, I'll be a little bit better off. But I think the baby will probably have something to do with that. But um, yeah. So our idea behind this this podcast we want you to share your story. I think we'll try and do it on a Monday every week. Is this kind of thinking? What I'll really want to hear from people is what they've done over the weekend because I'm always really interested to hear from people what they've ru- what they've run over the weekend. Are they, are they are they training for anything? And if hopefully we'll try and get a few um, experts, a few coaches on. So if you've got some running dilemmas, um, I'm quite big on injuries because I'm a total hypochondriac. So uh, any little niggle or injury that I get, I'm straight to the physio. So I can probably talk to people a little bit about injuries, we'll get physios in, maybe we can try and get physio in to talk about that as well. Um, We'll try and look at maybe Great North Run training plans maybe in a couple of weeks. If you haven't started yet, it's not too late. You can still do it in three months, not a problem. Uh, You can still do that. Um, So if you haven't run the Great North Run yet, and this is your first time you'd be fine, but I think the whole Northeast community kind of looks at September as the, that's the a big, big day in the Northeast running community, but we're going to try and get a few, we've got a few, there's a few other journalists, a few other high profile personalities who look running as well, let's try and get them on as well, but we really need people to to get in touch with us, so we're going to set up a, a Twitter account, a Facebook group probably as well, and obviously through mine or Andrew's um, uh, Twitter accounts as well, you'll be able to get in touch, but we'll do it again next week we'll come back but we've got Bill McGurk on to talk a little bit about Blaine Race if you're haven't, if you running it for the first time this year or you're running it again he's got everything from your amateur at the back to he's got the tips on who's going to possibly win it um, why it's run on a Saturday afternoon um, I think people probably know why it's run on a Saturday
1: afternoon but I will say it's absolutely brilliant you've not run it yet? No I've not that was it like I said, I've, my interest has only really kind of peaked in the last yeah, in a bit. I think when we were applying you were yeah. you you had like three browsers open oh. trying to get in, and I just. But next year, hopefully, is the one. But um, Just before we do introduce Bill, which you've obviously done one-on-one with him. Um, your
0: your hopeful time for Saturday. Oh, good question. Because it's not quite 10k, so it's uh, it's like a 5.7 miles. I think I did it in about. I've done it in under 30. I've done it in like way under 30 a few times, but. <laughs> like 42 minutes probably. I'd say 42 minutes. To be honest, after Saturday, I just want to finish it. I just want to finish it because that was like, I was struggling manfully um, to, to run on Saturday. So I've not done any real long runs. So if I could just get out on the start, hang on, hopefully it'll be all right. But, um, but yeah, it feels like the first time I did it when I did it in about 50 minutes um, and was just happy. It's net downhill. Mm. So you start off in, you start off in the city center stuff in Collingwood street and it's good fun it's because it's, it, it is quite downhill so you'd sort of start off you run you kind of like up and down and then you, and then the last bit is downhill and you're running into Blaine at the end and it's the, the crowds are absolutely fantastic it's a really really good one I would advise anybody who hasn't run it before to to get on next year because it's really really good and it's and as bill will tell us in the interview that we did just just a minute ago um, What's really good about it is it's a club because it's a club run. It's run by Blaine. It's run by Blaine, who the, the club who've done it. So it's all volunteers. It's totally voluntary. You know they don't make any money out of it apart from for the club, um, and it's great. and And I will be going. I'm a cl- I'm a member of the Anna Carriers. At the end, we all go to the Black Ball to have pints at the end. And I haven't I haven't had any pints because of the uh, the baby either for a while. So I'll not only be Knacker, as knack as I've been for ages. I'll also be as drunk as I've been for ages at the end. So I'll uh, I'll fill you all in next week um, on how uh, on how badly it went. So yeah, all that's right. uh, I'm looking forward to it that. But yeah, so next week, Andrew, I want to hear more from you about your training, where you're going with it, and I want to hear from all the people who are listening, first time runners, elite runners, what you think we should cover and what would be good. We've got a few ideas, but yeah, we're kind of going to be judged by what the northeast running community wants and we really really hope that you kind of everybody gets behind it because it's going to be um yeah because we are massively passionate about running and i think there's a few other people out there who are as well so i'm delighted to be joined by uh, bill mcgirt the chronicles long running um athletics correspondent and uh, i think bill will just start a little bit with your background i mean you've been covering athletics in the northeast for for a long time and um what a life <laughs> what a
2: life to cover, Gathletics and thing. It, it is, I mean, you know, I never thought for one moment that would ever happen, because as a youngster, like the majority of youngsters, we played football. Mm. So, I came to the office uh, when I was 16, and I got a job here, and was then the front officer was called where people used to come in and have it, get their advertising and buy back copies and what have you. And uh, I'd been there about six months and this lad came back from, he'd been doing his national service in Cyprus. And he came back and I got to know him and he was a very good runner. He was an international runner. And we, you know, we got friendly, by working side by side. And he said, "Why don't you come along?" There wasn't these big road races or or anything like that. There was, in fact, you could come on one hand. There would be, you know, very few, that attractive runners, so it was, you had to go into the club seemed to be involved. Mm. So he twisted my arm and I went along and I started to enjoy this running lock. You know, I mean, nowadays they're starting very young. I was 16, 17 and I took up and I enjoyed it. And with a wee bit of success, I Managed to win the county championship over 80 yards and uh, had the pleasure of racing against Peter Snell because of that, uh, which is another story, of course. Uh, after <laughs> the race was only arranged on the Thursday for Gates uh, Youth Stadium, it then was for the first ever international, and they had these. Uh, Events and uh, those days, if you wanted to see international athletes, you had to go mm. and see them. Mm. You couldn't. There was no t- TV uh, action. So consequently, uh, I got asked to fight. They put this the yards race. on, can you r- can you come along and race against these two New Zealanders we have? So. I went to the boss, the overseer, and he said, uh, I said, look, I've been invited because the week previously I'd just won the county Mm -hmm. championship. so I went to the boss and said, uh, I've been invited for Saturday And uh, to run, oh, all right, well done, he says, uh, what time is the race? And I I told him, I said, oh, it's two o'clock at the youth stadium. Oh, he says, what time's your lunch? I says, oh, my lunch is 12 o'clock. He says, well, take your lunch break at one o'clock. Get yourself across there and then get back super <laughs> <can. laughs> which I'll never get, okay, You know, and, and uh, what an experience was to run against the World Olympic champion. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it was an experience that I harbour for the rest of my life, of course, and, yeah. you know, which was many, many years ago. So that was my introduction. The, uh, it was a short career. Uh, mm. There was threefold really. Um, I probably only had an athletics career at that stage for for around three years and I picked up a a real serious injury and at the same time I went on a night shift under the journal which you had to do those days and in the next year I got married (laughs) so there was three reasons why my athletics career went on hold. So that was it, uh, I, I left the sport and brought up, helped to bring up the family with my wife and what have you and then after 10 years or so, my wife belonged Wallsend, and I managed to, we used to get the local Wallsend news, a weekly newspaper and there was a little article on about Billy Bell, the Walsh End Sports Centre manager was looking for someone to come along and look after some boys, they were all boys, to start an athletics club. Mm. So I said to the wife, look, I "I was back on deership by then, and uh, still at the Chronicle, and uh, I said to the wife, what do you think? Tuesday and Thursday nights? Why not? Why not? So I went along and discussed it with Billy Bell, and uh, I said, "What's this going?" He says, "I've got twelve keen boys, and they want to take athletics." So I said, "Well, that's fine." I said, "I'll look after them." Uh, so went along, and the were keen to yeah. start with, and then gradually, one by one, um, disappeared. Yeah. So it whittled down to three. So I said to my oldest son, who, who was 13 at the time, who, he was playing football, mm. I said, come along. And I said, if one more calls it a day, I'll call it a day. Yeah. So he came along and whether it was a coincidence that, that we now had four, it started to take off. Yeah. We had a, an influx of other people coming along, other young staff, with their parents. So gradually, we then thought, oh, well, we are now ready to affiliate, shall we say. And we've had a, a parent who said, well, look, I'll, if you want, I'll look after the paperwork. act as yeah. a secretary sort of thing. And, and, and that parent within a few more weeks said well, you know I'll be chairman, mm. so that left a lot of time for me just to look after the coaching and yeah. bringing these so, so that that was like uh, a little acorn, and the club took off mm. from there and so that was smashing we got a couple of junior internationals and everything was fine and the sport was really flourishing and so the club was in a good state and I, for one reason, I got on to the selectors, the county selectors, and why wasn't one of these Wolves End boys not selected yeah. Okay. for the cross country, uh, in the countys cross country. So he explained, oh, it's always a problem, he explained why he wasn't, and he said, put if you're not happy, why not come along? in select me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was the start of my admin side of yeah. athletics. Sure, yeah. So now, of course, the club looks after itself. I do very little with the club at all. Being a life member, you know, sort of, everything's uh, aware. Now, after being, you know, president of... <laughs> Northern Athletics and English Cross Country Association, you know, that seems to have been a, a false server. Yeah. So now, of course, being chairman of the Northeast Counties with an administration mm. having to look after the sport itself, which is now entirely different to when I came into it 50 odd years ago. Of course. So the sport. As I say, it's changed completely, it's uh, there are more people involved, but whether the standard is as good (coughs) as, Mm -hmm. it's questionable, you know, will we ever see the likes of a Cram, a Foster, a McLeod, a Spedding again from here, Mm. I'd like to think so, we have some very talented youngsters especially and if they're handled correctly, because we've got also talented coaches and uh, I think we could, but the days of Cram and Act and Co, glory days mm. as far as top class athletics ones. Mm. You know, I mean, it's funny enough, I, I saw Steve last night at the BMC meeting and I told him I had been looking at a couple of videos of when he broke the mile record and what have you and he said, oh, good But, you know, so now as we it, we're on the eve of another blade race. Yeah, I was going to say blades okay. is, Bladen's. A,
0: Bladen. a, a, it's a huge, a huge race. And, and like you said, not just for the fact mm-hmm. that there's quality at the front of the field, but also for how big it is for a lot of people who may even be their first yes. club running, maybe their first race,
2: but is a, a great event, isn't it? What's unique about it is, you know, while we have Great North runs and, you know, Kielder runs put on by entrepreneurs, Bladen is a club promotion. Mm -hmm. And people shouldn't forget that, you know. Club volunteers have been working 12 months from the last one to see that this one goes ahead. They've had a lot of headaches, you know, they turn one corner and they come up against the buffer. I don't know that Lynn, the race director, she would be glad to see Sunday come. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I mean, the 38th running this year and naturally it's been a sellout from day one. Everybody wants to press the button as soon as they can online Mm. and they're all disappointed people, but what can we do? Um, You know, they have a race limit of 4300 or whatever it is and they've snapped up immediately Mm. and of course Good luck to them. I mean because it's a costly event for them Mm. uh, to put on with the closing part of uh, co- the uh, course, you know, Scotford Road has to be closed and the city centre, and once it been a three o'clock in the afternoon start, uh, you know, it gives them a few more headaches, you know, they haven't got a lot of time pre-race to get things organised, whereas when it was an evening set up, you know, they had an early all day, to <laughs> do this, do that. Because so. a lot of these summer season races are uh, are evening evening
0: ones and they wouldn't even, they'd never think about running on a Saturday no. at th- to three o'clock but they've got yes. to because it's yeah. through night. You all know,
2: there, there are people that say, why is it that it's always on? June the ninth. Well you can see why it's <laughs> June the ninth. Whether it be Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, it's on June the ninth. Yeah. And then of course a lot of people tend to compare the times for 10 kids. Well this is a distance that yeah. you can't compare. You can only compare with what you did last year or yeah. the year before that, you know. If providing that the course doesn't change anything the course Pintar. has changed that's the last right. seven or eight years hasn't it and that's right that has been a few changes so you know it's it's a great event for that for the for the area really and it's not just as you said um, about the elite athletes which yes you hang the race on like everything you hang the race on who's going to be there or thereabouts and uh, this year with it being a weekend there's a couple of new faces from outside the area uh, that could well you know cause upsets amongst the local, right. local athletes. so uh, but I would like to think that uh, you know we have the talent to see off those. so yeah you
0: if you're running it for the first time as a few people on here will will be I mean I've, I've run it a few times it's it's an it's a nice course, isn't it? It's, it's got a few ups,
2: but it's yes. mostly mm-hmm. a I kind think of nice it, course. It, but, you know, I think a lot of people get carried away at the start, like they would do in any race, you know, because the atmosphere, the noise, and everybody's in a jovial mood. You know, and then they get out to the city centre along on the Scotford Road, and they think, fine, it's (laughs) It's a long way (laughs) this road, you know, (laughs) straight line. Which, uh, but because you're surrounded by other people, whether you're at the sharp end, the middle, or at the back, there's people with you, and so that makes it a bit more comfortable. And uh, so, those, you know, they've got to be, if they're doing it for the first time there is a, you know, entering over Scottswood Bridge is yeah. a bit t- t- testy, you know, and you, you think, oh, my legs are starting to... That's about four miles, of Yes, time, four miles, four yes. Miles, yeah. And then, of course, there's a, the flyover in the Bladen, you know, you think, oh, I'm there, but you're not no, there. You're <laughs> <copying> <laughs> it's like the last you. mile of the Great North Run, you know, you drop onto the sea <laughs> front <laughs> and you think, ah, yeah. this is not bad, but it's a long last yeah, mile. Yes. It really is, sure. yeah. And, and I think that one of the things about Blaine that's, that's great, and especially if
0: the weather's good, is the crowds are always that's sensational, right. aren't they? Pe- yeah. I think Blaine do a great job
2: hosting it because um, the members are brilliant, but also the crowds are great in Blaine. That's right. I think it's, you uh, know, the people that come along and, you know, there will be people that do know who's at the, sh- at the shop end, you know, the Ian Hudspeth and what have you, uh, who, you know, he's a... Been a great supporter yeah. of the race for many years, not having finished outside the top six in the last eleven years now. I think. Mean. so I mean, forty-seven, and you think, goodness me, what a what a runner he's has been, you know, come, and Commonwealth Games representative in the past, but he's still turning out and turning out well, and uh, for the, it's not all about the uh, the showman. It, it's nice to see top. Top athletes turning out, and you know, the race deserves that because the prize list is exceptional, Mm. it's better than any other that I know of. I mean, you know, they have two sets of prizes they have the race prize first across the line, whether he's from the northeast or not, will get 600 pounds. Put the first Geordie across the line. He could be 10th, yeah. but he'll get a thousand pounds. Yeah. Which is, you know, it, it, it's good for the organ. That, that's what the organisers feel. It's a Northeast race, and we want to reward Northeast people. Yeah. And for them to come together and, you know, and they have a phenomenal team. To, they've got a team in Newcastle to look after the start. Uh, Marshals all the way along the line, uh, the, uh, along the road, and then at the finish, you know, well, everybody's—it looks chaotic, yeah. but the, somehow it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So, well, I, I, I do think in terms of um, the, the size of the race and the way the volunteers are yeah. outstanding at the They always have been. Yeah. Um, yes. But it, it, it's a big—it's a big organisation. It's not like. You know Newburn River Run, for example, which is a great race, right. but doesn't need as many volunteers, for example,
2: as yeah. The, uh, I mean, naturally, not not to go at that because it's a great race, but yes, this is a big undertaking, that, isn't it? That's right. I mean, naturally, they need few technical officials, you know, timekeepers, recorders, but they've got chip timing and that. But it's of their own volunteers, which are all holds, mm. young and old, and it, whether. Lynn twists arms I just uh, we need and they all come along I don't know but she she does she does a fantastic job and she, she you know she, she deserves a pat on the back for that totally yeah totally so, I would think he's probably launched quite a few I mean I know
0: for me it launched my kind of love of running it was the first race I did and yeah. um, you know I, I just I just loved it it's such yeah. a great it's a great atmosphere, isn't it? There's something about it. It might not be the most scenic run you'll
2: ever do, that's but it's brilliant. Oh, that's, that's right. I mean, the camaraderie of clubs. That, yeah, I mean, on, on the club websites, after the Blaine, you'll have a club picture of 30 of in green vests or red vests. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's, a, you know, that's a way. club athletes want to support it because it's a club event, really. Yeah. But they can't always get in. And uh, but so do many other people. I mean, you know, I mentioned the park runs, you know, 21 park runs now in the northeast, yeah, uh, and attracted nearly six thousand to seven thousand people on Saturday to run 5k. It's phenomenal, yeah, and hopefully, some of those will sprint, sprinkle into the club scene, you know, because you know, we need a we need that yeah. so, I think one of
0: the things we're hoping to get across in this podcast and hopefully you'll you might be able to give us a bit, bit here as well, as well is that we get a lot of people going to club going to park runs a lot of people doing the Great North Run but
2: I'm a real believer in joining a club because yes. y- y- you that's get a so much of, out of it yeah there's a lot of advantages being in a club nowadays in comparison to what you know you could say in the past it might have all been Elite athletes, Mm -hmm. you know, really competitive athletes, whether they be endurance runners, sprinters or whatever. Now each club will have separate groups. Good. They're good. They're not so good. And, you know, newcomers. (laughs) So they encourage that. So they've got personnel who can understand what's best for you, so to speak. And, of course, if you enter a road race... You get two pounds cheaper. Yeah. So Yeah, you know, and if you run probably ten ten races a year, uh, you've got your money, your club fees back. So. Really? But it's a mix you know, I, it's great to be in these events because everyone's being supported of each of each other. Mm. The Woods Club, you know, mm. they will cheer you on. Yeah. I mean you you've run races and You know, and I mean, you know, we've got a cross country league, which, you know, it's just sprung up and it's taken off like road running. Mm -hmm. People have come in, and that's a club event only, and but. It's great fun. The Harrier
0: League is absolutely yes. terrific. Is. I mean, I will get you back in when the Harrier League season starts because that is Right. I yes. said uh, I think it's like it's like wacky races with running, isn't it? <laughs> there's, there's so many people, in there. but it's yes. great fun and uh, colours you know, and everything. Well, with the,
2: you know, the Harrier League with the handicap system—it's a unique league. I mean, mm. no other league in the country has anything like it. You know, they'll have <laughs> six, six years like we have, mm. but mm. you could nearly always pick the winner. Mm we can we go, to speak. Whereas with a handicap system, you know, everyone in reality should have a chance. But it yeah. doesn't you know, it quite work like that, as I find that right. Right. That really. Yes. But, but it's very it's right. hard for the better owners to get right through to mm. the front. Then that's what it's yeah.
0: You you mentioned about the the kind of northeast running scene. I mean, what's your kind of reflections on where we are at the moment and what people can do if they're out there listening to this as a first time? Yeah. Well,
2: naturally, we've got, uh, we've already got, and uh, was uh, born Sonia Samuels and Ali Dixon, named for the European Championships. Unfortunately, Ali was injured when she ran the Commonwealth Games and it hasn't really improved much since so mm-hmm. she won't be running the brain on saturday i, I saw her last night at the chesley street and she said no so That's she'll a be a big miss mm-hmm. so we've got two representatives i mean even though sonia who's towards and bone uh, lives in uh, loughborough and runs for a uh, sale areas. so but we still classed yeah. as as one of us. So we there's two already selected because of the they're running the marathon. The other, the rest of the team hasn't. But hopefully we shall have Laura Waitman who's uh, running in uh, Stuttgart this weekend. I gather that's last week with Steve, mm. and uh, we should have Richard Kildy. And we have. Which is great, Charlie Myers a pole I don't think we've ever had a no, uh, pole vulgar you know, make the European Championships. Now he at the weekend in Belgium cleared what was it five fifty five, which was a personal best, and he's now ranked number two in the country. So it would be great to see him make the European Championships. Is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that's senior ones and, you know, oh yeah, but there may be others that are on the fringe and and, and could uh, bring break through, shall we speak. But the youngsters, we've got some very talented youngsters. Oh, you just have, keep your fingers yeah. crossed. Because I I grow into them. I know them all by name, <laughs> you know, because you see them week in, week out. And, you know, you think, oh, yeah, yeah just... The next stage, but please be here. Yeah. Not when you're 16, when you're 22, yeah. 23. Because we do have, like, lots, not just sport, but other activities, a big four away. You know, late teens. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're fortunate. I mean, our Crackle Field Championships, in the under-20s, we were you know, quite pleased with the numbers that were entering, Uh, in the past we struggled uh, at that age. So we are, you know, we are looking at, not only will our sort of elite professional athletes be in major championships, pre-teen or late teenagers, English schools championships, you know, it's a title that not everyone has, but mm-hmm. it's a great title to have, if you can win an English School's title, you would like to think, well, you know, they're going to be Got around a chance, later yeah. on. So, you know, and then there's national championships, age group championships, uh, you know, unfortunately this weekend, which I should be, it's at Manchester, it's a Northern Track and Field Championships Saturday and Sunday. But I'm afraid to blame the preference since we to. Get. <laughs> yeah, it so, to, yeah. but we have we and, and of course I mentioned Paul Vault. We have a, you know, a young boy that's topping the rounders, one of the UK hit the shot put. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, we've had the odd shot putter in the past. You know, but it's great because not only have you got these youngsters who can do this. You've got coaches that are helping them along the way, yeah. so they've got to be educated as well. Mm-hmm. So, the sport's in a healthy healthy state, yeah. which I'm happy to see. Yeah.
0: I was going to say the last uh, last last question. I mean, for, for people who kind of listen to this, thinking about well, why should I, why should I run? I mean, what what is it? I I find it difficult to put into words sometimes. What, what exactly it is? But why do you think it's such a great sport and something that people want to do but what do you think it is that's sort of running
2: yeah well naturally you know we're born naturally to put one leg in front of the other aren't we so the next stage is to do it a bit quicker yeah our sport is cheap Mm. it's a cheap sport anybody can go into a shop buy a pair of shoes Yeah, and that's really the start that's all you need a pair of shoes a decent pair of shoes and off you go. Yes, you know, somewhat when you get better at it, you may want a better pair of yeah. shoes <laughs> but then it the cost. But overall, you know, when I see the costs of people to enter triathlons and other sports, I mean even these youngsters that are in football clubs at six, seven year old are having to pay a peer week in and we go. Well most Athletics clubs have got a fee for the for the for the year. It's unbelievable. That's cheap, right. So. And uh, You know So that's an added attraction. Mm. That's how you know, what does it cost? I mean, you know, some people come along and say well Have I got to And mm. they're like, Coaches are all volunteers. Yeah. They don't get paid. You know, they yeah. do it because they want to do it and the, their satisfaction is saying the offspring, so to speak, performed, yeah. you know, and they understand if the youngsters run poorly, you feel like that, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. so it is, it's, you know, we, we have a lot of people coming into the sport now, late in life, and they question themselves, why didn't I do this years yeah. ago? Yeah. Uh, because they're enjoying it so much. Even though they're not knocking out records or yeah. anything like that, it's all about, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. being at a club session yeah. yeah, Even though it might have been pouring down, yeah. wind, but it, it's just automatic. You yeah. go Tuesday and, one, Tuesday and Thursday night, club night, you know, all right, it might just be a couple of hours. It doesn't tie you down from doing other things. Yeah. I guarantee you, I've
0: never, I've never been to a club session and not come out at the end of it thinking, oh, "I wish I, ha- I wish I hadn't gone." It's all you always feel better for doing it. You, you always you always enjoy it, and, and
2: the, the changes in terms of how good you get That's if true. you do go along to a club. Yeah. Like that, it's the old, it's old isn't it? What you get out, whatever you put in. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. But even then,
0: you, even if you you just put on your your running shoes and going
2: out on a Wednesday for, for, yeah. for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it? that's I mean, great. all you know, with social media, people are putting it on daily yeah. what they've done. Sure you are you are they? know, yeah. Yeah. It's not a lunchtime five mile, yeah. you know, poured down but still enjoying it and this, that, and the other. Yeah. that never happened before, oh, no. but it, it's, so, yeah, it's so enjoyable for these people, and you know, and that's. For myself I get that enjoyment mm. you know I mean you know I've been with a few Olympics the European Championships. and I enjoy watching elite elite <coughs> sportsmen well not just athletics you know I enjoy watching elite footballers providing they don't fall down as though so they've been shot and things like that and I enjoy but I also enjoy very much the youngsters yeah you know I mean we can hark back to the cross country league and three or four years ago, because you can't officially race unless you had 11 years old, mm. you know, well clothes were finding that parents were bringing little Tommy and little Sheila along and they were 6 and 7. And they were having to turn them away and suddenly mm. we could have yeah, bring them along. There's nothing for them. There's no end product, so in the cross league, getting that wisdom, uh, decided to have put on uh, a, a room for nine to eleven year olds. Primarily, it was to for schools, to buy them. Once a lot of them were already in clubs. Yeah. Okay. So we started off and uh, it happened to be between 1,500 metres in a mile and the first time we got around about 40, it was one race, girls and boys, run right, right together, no prizes, no nothing, just go ahead. Now we're getting, uh, we've had to split it into two events, boys and girls, and we're getting close to 100 in each, you know. Wow, that's amazing, so not only is the numbers increasing but the older is yeah. Definitely, it. Uh, so they want they want enjoy room. Yeah. and of course there we kids and Harriers for on you know, and schools age groups uh, primary school age groups you know 70 meters and, and throwing a cricket ball or whatever. Yeah. And that's all feeding them into the
0: system. Pushes into it as well. But um, yeah that I mean, was so finally, um blame on uh on Saturday what what's uh, you'll be in you'll be in the lead call yeah? I will, yes, let's yeah. so hope like, yeah. so
2: they've got to belt this carry <laughs> around. <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <it's laughs> uh, I mean I can you know, you can and I've got to feed back in to the people that finish what's happening. Yeah. The, uh, so but uh, I remember one year, and we were live on Radio Newcastle, right. and the hood I went or the bell, the Jordi bell, to start, the, the race and the driver stole the car. Oh, no. God, that's <laughs> me. So you can imagine, we were live on air here, <laughs> and all these runners are passing you, and they're belting on the roof, so I don't yeah. know what it would what oh, be like uh, down, down in the studio, Jesus and me. it took us. Because of the road closures, nearly two miles to get to the front of the race. Oh, you know that was a disaster. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I remind the driver every year. <laughs> I said, make sure you don't start. Bit of pressure, yeah, because it's
0: that start line is um, is,
2: is yes. pretty. It's a pretty because it's quite well, a tight. Well, they are the auto now mm. because of the mats they're yeah. the chipped You know, it's, it's not even the width of uh, Collingwood yeah. Street. You know, he feeds it in. Uh, it is, but all races. What I've got to time and now are yeah. very nervous. So
0: that so. pen at the start is, um, it, it's, uh, yes. it's, it's good. There's some good. There's some good, good kind of talk if you're in there at the start. That everybody's kind of in the same boat. There's mm-hmm. some few nerves floating about. I think at the start there, but yeah, so, it's
2: great. So yeah, if you want, I mean, with Alison not running, I mean she's already won it twice. Yeah, well, although she did get beat up. Sonia last year. Uh, it's pretty wide open. Uh, I think Sonia must uh, have a chance at, uh, to retain her title. But we've got this girl from Stockport and that, Ali Baker, and uh, she's in good form. She could well be. Well, I think she could well win mm. uh, on the, on Saturday for the. And the men, well, we've got, uh, from outside the area, we've got John Beattie from Ewell and Essex Beatles, you know, I, but I, I think some of the locals might might be a bit too good for them, mm. you know, they'll know the course mm. and they'll know the twists and turns of yeah. the finish, uh, whereas it will be strange to him, but he's, he'll not be coming up here just for a to make the numbers up. Yeah. And there's another uh, guy who was born in him but he runs for Cheltenham and he, with him having noticed uh, heritage he's run for the county and, mm-hmm. uh, and in the county's cross-country championship. So he's coming up and I mean he's not young but he's, he's still a good runner and uh, he, the last time he came to the northeast, to say his parents he ran in Southwood and won their 10k so yeah, yeah. you know he's decent but we have some that's a I mean Peter Newton from Morbus won the last two years but there's doubts whether he'll be running because he's just moved house and he has a, a newborn baby and he hasn't been seen yeah. so he might not be there another winner uh, from Morbus Johnny Taylor yeah, he's also got a, f- a new family and mm. he hasn't been seen which is a shame so the only other winner on the start line that I can see is Ian, yeah. Ian Hotspur so now we know at 47 he shouldn't be winning the blade mm. but when I spoke to him earlier in the he was really looking forward yeah. to it. He, he did have a break over the Christmas and um, he thinks so. maybe the blade might come a bit too soon for the mileage she has got in mm. but there are others I think Carl Avery from Morbeth you know Morbeth have very very really strong, strong really strong, really strong, 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 strong. strong. Uh, endurance wise especially so Carl Avery ran in Glasgow on Friday and ran 3000 metres to, for a sharpener for next weekend and ran a PB of 8.18, which is, you know, he looked good and prior to that he's put pulling a couple of good road races as well. And Chris Parr of uh, Gateshead Harriers, who uh, I've heard on the Grave thing, you know, is really up for this mm-hmm. race. Both Chris and Carl are coached by Lindsay Dunn, and unfortunately Lindsay's... Uh, not in the best of health at the minute. Uh, he's in the hospital but it would be great yeah. pickle for him if Aila and the first athletes could turn it on on Saturday. Yeah. Oh.
0: So. Really inter- it would be a really interesting, really interesting race. As I said it's always kind of, kind of
2: one of the highlights of the North East scene. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it.